Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to LiveDeliverance.com here on BlogTalkRadio.com. My name is Pastor Steve Lee, and I'll be your host for the next hour or so. If you're listening to us via the simulcast during the hours of 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock p.m. here on Monday evenings, we're so glad to have you. If you're listening to us on any other social media platforms or during any other times of the week, please contact us here at LiveDeliverance.com and give us the times, the dates, the location of platforms that you're listening to us on. Although we would love to proliferate the airways, we must do it legally, ethically, and in righteousness. If you hear any of our content through any other means, it is the result of Internet piracy and copyright infringement. And all those who participate in any Internet piracy can be prosecuted by federal agents. Now, having said all that, we can now get down to the kingdom business. So go ahead and get a pen and some paper. And if you have any comments or any questions about the ministry tonight, when we get to the end of the broadcast, we'll give you an opportunity to ask those questions or make those comments. And now, if you would join me in the word of prayer so we can sanctify our time together. Father, I ask you to speak to me so that I can hear. Awaken me the mind of Christ. Open my eyes and that I might behold wondrous things out of your word. Breathe on me so that I can speak. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. Flow through me and cause me to move by your spirit. Let healing and deliverance break forth in this place, in this time, because of your word, your spirit, and your love. Live big in me. And I'll decrease so that you can increase. Holy Spirit, Glorify Jesus in my life as I now share the living word, the bread of life. Jesus revealed to us the Father and draw us into his presence where there is fullness of joy. Heavenly Father, 
quiet our hearts and minds as we allow the peace of God to rule in our lives. Cause us to grow in the grace that has appeared unto all men as you teach us how we should live in this present world. May we now awake to righteousness and slumber no more by walking in the Spirit and in the fullness of his grace as we sojourn in the land of promise, going from faith to faith and from glory to glory. For you made us more than conquerors in this life through Christ Jesus. So speak to our spirit and birth victory in our hearts and in our minds. In Jesus' name, I pray. Well, beloved, this is part five of uh, your victory is guaranteed. As we go through this life, God has equipped us with a plan, a process, and provisions that make our walk easy and filled with light. That's what Jesus told us in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30. He says, if you are heavy laden, if you have any burdens, come unto me, and I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Yet we see believers uh, that struggle and wander around in a fog. And that doesn't resemble the inheritance that Jesus left for us. Part of this challenge would be uh, that we probably lie in those circumstances, in those situations, not having the assurance of a covenant that provides. So again, we're going to dig into a covenant assurance. In um, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10 through like 14, and I would submit to you that you need to just read chapter 2 and <clears throat> chapter 3 and chapter 4 so that you can kind of understand that from uh, the perspective of this side of the cross. I'm going to go back and visit some things on the other side of the cross when he established this covenant so that you can see that uh, there are some things that come through the cross. There are some things that stop at the cross. Um, your your sin and, 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 and your disobedience, that came to the cross, but it stopped there. Once you accept Jesus, then all of those things that were blocking you, they're no longer blocking you. Why? Let's read in Ephesians chapter 10. For we are his, excuse me, Ephesians chapter 2. If you see Ephesians chapter 10, please throw that Bible away. <laughs> that one doesn't work. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Uh, it says that we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Okay? That's why I said some things come to the cross, but they don't go through the cross. I don't know why we carry uh, this frustration uh, that, that, that we experienced when we were disobedient, okay? God references that so that you'll know there is a difference. When you see words like wherefore, therefore, okay, I, I want you to note why they are there, therefore, Okay, they have a purpose. They they have a, 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 a place of contact for you. 
most of the time they are showing you what God has done and wants to do in your life. I said what God has done and the conjunction wants to do in your life. When you see a promise from God, it is a promise that is, first of all, it is eternal. Okay? It is deathless and everlasting. So then since it is, we need to apply it today. Okay? Let, let's not go and think about uh, the word of God, the promises of God, as if they are uh, things that have passed away. Because the Bible tells us, teaches us and gives us the understanding that the word abideth forever. It abideth and it liveth forever. Okay? It's not an idle word, a word that is dead. It is a word that is alive. And because it is alive, it causes you to come out of the past dead thing and into that which is alive and that which is going to remain forever. Okay, there are three different uh, positions of time that we just crossed, from your past to your now to your future. See? But if you don't understand that when you get to the cross, all of the past is over. Now you're living in your now or established conditions that you're going to affect change by speaking. Declarations are being made from you, from a heart that is convinced that what God said he's able to perform. Okay? So then your now is a pause. Okay, let's do it that way. Your now, beloved, is simply a pause until you enter into your forever. Your now is not your forever. I will say that again. Your now is not your forever. But sometimes that's the way we think. That's the way we feel. We, we, we keep rehearsing the now that was produced by our past. Okay? I just want you to kind of get that. See, God, Jesus has said in Revelation chapter 1, says, I am, I am he that was that is, and that is to come, okay? Notice how it's phrased. It's phrased in perfect present tense. I am he. I am is perfect present tense. I am he that was, and is, and is to come. I'm the one that was. I am the one that is. I am the one that is to come. See, there's three different time periods that he wants you to participate in. He wants you to understand that the covenant that he's established is the covenant that takes you out of your past, speaks to your now, and opens up your eternity, opens up your forever. Please know that, that, that the word forever and eternity has to include your now, but it doesn't stop there. Amen. See, that's why it's a living word. It's not just a past word. It is a living word. So that he wants to affect change in your now by opening up your forever. Okay, but please understand that. I, I, I can't say that enough times. Because a lot of times what people do is they uh, remember their past and then they let their past rule their now. That's not what he wants to do. I am he that was and is and is to come. 
okay? So that if you will allow the, to see the cross, what came to the cross, some of those things did not pass through the cross. And what passed through the cross, I enjoy it from now on, okay? He's the God of my salvation. Okay, let's try this. He's the God of my salvation. My salvation includes what is now and what is to come. That's why it is the God of my salvation, not just the God to salvation. Okay? So I'm trying to, to speak into your hearing that which will cause you to see that you can affect change According to the word of the covenant that you've been given, you can affect change for your past because your past does not travel through the cross. So it would do us good to stop looking back on the other side of the cross and expecting that to be what my now is going to represent. It didn't come through. You get an opportunity to live, this is what he said, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he is what? A new creature. Old things are passed away. And look into, behold, check this out. All things are become new. And all things are of God. Just turn there so that you can see this. I, I'm not just stating things because they sounded good, okay? Look at, at, at 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Just look at that. Let's see what he's saying. Let's begin to, to understand it so that we can enjoy what God is saying to us in our now. Okay? In our now. Let's look at that. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. It says, Therefore, because of this, everything that he said prior to that, he's letting you know that that is the thing that affected change, okay? And as you look at that, you will see that, that he's talking about uh, us being able to function where we are right now. Okay, we're going to back up a little bit. Just back up a little bit. You'll see this, see, so that we can track it. I know we, we've heard these scriptures, but I would like for you to connect these scriptures, okay? Uh, make them uh, uh, available to you now, okay? Make them available to you now. Walk in, sojourn in the land of promise, okay? Um, let's, let's, let's look at this so you can see, so that you understand what the therefore is there for, okay? Because of this, verse 1 in chapter 5, for we know that this earthly house of this tabernacle if this uh, earthly house or this tabernacle were dissolved, it says that we have a building of God, not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Okay? So I want you to stop living your life just based on uh, what your body requires, what your body demands. Because he just said, we, if we can think this way, if this earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building. He did not say we will have. He said we have this. It would do you good to pay attention to the tense, okay, that God is speaking in. Okay, again, he's speaking from your past into your now that will take you into your eternity. 
He wants you to effect change from the now to the eternity. Start living as you are designed to live forever. Start living now. This is not a way, I mean, they, they, it sounds good, but people taught us that, that, that um, we, we have to wait till we get to heaven to enjoy this. Okay? If that's so, then he's going to have to do something with the words of now. Because the words of now trigger an activity that I can participate in. And I can participate in my now forevermore. Okay? My past is cut off. The cross stopped it. All of that junk and mess that, that I used to think when it comes, when I look at the cross, when I see Jesus at that point, I see him transferring all of the information that I need to live from now unto. Okay? We have a house, a building of God, a house not made with hands. Okay, all right, all right. I'm just trying to get us to understand that. He said this house is not made with hands. So it's not made based on my mistakes that I did in the flesh. It's not made with hands, your hands, okay? I, I want you to see and understand that. This house that we are living in now, it's not made based on what you did in the past. It's not made. Okay, well, that's good, Lord. It's not made with hands. Well, let's just see that. It's not made with hands. That would include the hands of your mother and your father. See, it wasn't made in the flesh. So all of the stuff that they did, that they messed up and they taught you, all of the stuff that they did so they figured that it's going to be forever, they're going to have to live with that and their children will have to live with that. No, you have a house that's not underlined, circle that, so that you can look at that. It's not made with hands. That includes all hands. I don't care that you were uh, born into a family that uh, sold all the alcohol they could, that sold all the drugs that they could. Your house now is not made with hands. Amen. But it is what? Eternal in, okay. It is eternal in the heavens. It is not eternal when you get to heaven. It is eternal in the heavens. I am walking slowly through this process because these are the type thoughts that cause us to be locked into uh, the place where we struggle instead of walking in the victory. Okay? If it's not a house that's made with hands, let's try it this way. That also means that uh, what you're doing Naturally, in the flesh, it's not helping your house. Okay? I, I've heard people think that they would uh, do good things, and that would help build a, uh, um, put a, a stone or block in their house in heaven. No, it's not a house that's built with hands. Well, actually, I'll help you out with that. It is a house that is built by your confession. By your words. By your words are you justified. By your words are you condemned. It is a house that's built by faith, the faith that you release in words 
that are aligned with heaven's thoughts. That's how you build this house. See? So what that does is that helps you to understand that since that house is not built with hands, come on, y'all, since that house is not built with hands, then hands cannot destroy it. Mm. All right. That's why you don't have to worry about what people are doing because hands cannot destroy this house. Okay? For in this we groan earnestly, desiring to be clothed upon with our house, which is from heaven. So if we, so be that if we're clothed, we should not be found naked. For we are in this tabernacle, do, for we who are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened. Why are they burdened? Because they are not clothed in the house. So why would you say that they are not clothed in their eternal house? It's because of what they're thinking, what they're saying. Okay? They think that they're trapped in their past. And their past has locked them into their now. I do understand and agree with that what you sow, you're going to reap. I I understand that. See? But God can cause that reaping to be done in a quicker manner than what we think. We think that the season of reaping is like forever. It's not. Because certain things passed through the cross, certain things did not. If you confess your sin, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. See? So we can put an end to whatever that was that we messed up. By confessing our sins and then receiving our cleansing. Maybe that's the challenge that we have. We don't know how to take a bath. We don't even know if we want to take a bath. But God says he wants to cleanse you from A-L-L. So if that's his plan, if that's what he purposed to do, I'm simply going to allow him to do it. I'm not going to argue with him and keep reminding him about all my bad stuff. He's wanting to wash me clean. All right. But for we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened. Not that we would be unclothed, but that we would be clothed upon. Come on, y'all. Hear what he just said. He said, not that we would be unclothed. I don't have to spend all my time being unclothed, going back and, and dealing with all of my past. I don't have to do that. He said the the better thing to think is that I would be clothed upon. Wow. See? He understands the sin, and he's trying to exchange all of that filth, the righteousness that is of filthy rags, and he wants to give you the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Clothed Upon. Amen. Just trying to, like I say, I'm taking my time to, to walk you through this because there are things in our thinking that, that, that stops the flow of God. You're not just a, you are not a sinner that is saved by grace. You were a sinner, but you're saved by grace. They don't go together. 
You're not going to be a sinner that keeps putting on bad clothes. You are a sinner that's going to be clothed upon. I hope you can see the difference here. See? He's going to give you. Okay, he's going to say it in just a minute. He's going to give you righteousness that works. Okay. Keep on. We'll keep reading. Um, Clothed upon. Why? That mortality, flesh, stupidity might be swallowed up of life. Not swallowed up in life. Not swallowed up through life. But swallowed up of life. Do you get that? He's putting these clothes on you. And when he puts these clothes on you, they swallow up all of the stuff that you were carrying before. If any man, if the son makes any man free, he says that that man is free in what they now do, indeed. See? We, we, we need to understand what happened at Calvary. And because of what happened at Calvary, what can I now expect? What can I now live in? That becomes the question. Swallowed up of life. Now, now understand this. I, I'm, I'm speaking to the place that you are in now. I'm not speaking to past. I'm speaking to now. Now, he that wrought us of the self-same thing is God, who have given us has given unto us the earnest of his spirit. Okay, the earnest of the spirit. He's given unto us the earnest, the down payment for what we should receive. He's given that to us. Did he say, okay, I'm looking at the words, he hath, that is past tense, right? That is past tense. He hath given unto us the earnest of the spirit. Now, he's given us the earnest of the spirit so that we can learn how to walk in, navigate in the the sojourn in the land of promise. See? He He doesn't want you to sojourn in the land of pathetic. He wants you to sojourn in the land of promise. So you can't continually bring up your past since God's not dealing with it in your in your future. He's dealt with it and it's finished. Okay? Those are Jesus' words. It is finished. What was finished, Jesus? This process of you trying to work your way to heaven. That's over. You trying to be good enough so that you can enter into heaven. That's over. He's wanting you to be clothed upon. Okay? He's given us to unto us the, the the earnest of the spirit. He did not place something in front of you, and and then maybe if you're good enough, you might be able to get part of it. No, he gave you the earnest of the spirit. Past tense, hath given. Okay. Therefore, we are always come. Not sometimes. Come on, y'all. Come on. Come on. We have to be always confident in this. See, if I keep referring back to that which is on the other side of the cross, I am not always thinking about this, am I? And since I'm not always thinking about this, I don't have the confidence to walk in the newness of life. 
I keep trying to walk in that which has already happened instead of walking in that which he's promised me. Come on, y'all. See? I, I can just walk in the promised land. I will walk in the place of confidence. He said, therefore, because of all of these things that he's already mentioned, I'm supposed to be confident. I'm supposed to be confident. Excuse me. I'm supposed to be always confident knowing. Sometimes you need to separate the words and see what life comes out of those words. Because Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but man shall live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So I can go back right here in this scripture. I can go back and say, I'm always confident. So I, I, I look at, understand, comprehend, confidence in always. Amen. So then when the devil comes and tells me something that tries to uh, address always from the past, I say, no, 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 you can't, you can't talk to me about that because I am always confident in this. I'm confident in knowing I'm not, look at it, just look at the words. You, you, are, you have to, because of what he's done, because he's trying to get you to be clothed upon, then I'm always confident in these new clothes. Glory to God. I, I, I don't even know all of the, the glory that I've been clothed upon with. I don't know it, but I'm confident in that glory. I, I, I don't have to go and try to do it myself He's clothed upon me, these things. So then, therefore, I am always confident knowing, not, not guessing, not hoping, not wishing, confident. I'm always confident knowing that while I am home in the body, I'm absent from the Lord because we walk by faith, not by sight. See, when you go back and, 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 and comprehend, walk in the truth, cause that liberty that he's given you by a word to say, okay, good. Then I'm not going to walk by what I see. I'm going to walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident. I say, rather willing to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord. And I know that we uh, quote this scripture at the times of home going because it, it comforts us from that aspect. I get that. But wait a minute. He's also trying to get you to have confidence so that your words that you now speak have power when they're released. Why? Because I'm present with the one that's going to bring power from my words. Do you see that? Because when I'm present with the Lord, then he's backing what I say. I'm confident in this because I know that now what I say has the ability to be done in my life. I'm speaking from my now into the place where I'm supposed to enjoy my future. Do you see that? I do understand that this is a, a, a generally the, the scripture that we comfort ourselves and say, well, to be absent from the, the body is to be present with the Lord. Yes, but if the Lord is present, then that changes my now, doesn't it? 
because in his presence is fullness. That's where the place where joy is made full because I am in his presence. He just said, I'm confident. This is why I'm confident because I walk by faith, not by sight. And I know that if I'm doing that, I am present with the one that can make it all work together for my good. I'm, I'm present there. I'm in this place of expected victory. Okay? I, there's no way I can be denied because in his presence is fullness. Come on now. How can I be denied if I have the expectation of fullness? I can't be denied. I, I'm confident that I am now in his presence where joy is made full. I'm trying to tie scriptures together that sometimes we've just quoted, but we didn't see the power there. That's what's going to cause all the trouble in the days that's to come. There are going to be those that are going to say things, they're going to spout out things that are biblical, but they deny the power of those words. They just say those words have comfort. Okay, they do. But they also have power, glory to God. There's a difference between comfort and power. You can sit in comfort and do absolutely nothing. But power causes and affects change and motion. Power does that. See? So I don't want to be those that just say good things, but I deny the power of the thing. We're confident, I say, rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Wherefore, we labor that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. Well, that's just good. It says we are laboring whether we are here, still doing the work that he called us to, or already gone to receive our reward, we will be accepted of him in both places. That rather to be absent or to be present. Come on, y'all. He, he included both, did he not? I am he that was and is and is to come. He included both. In our thinking, we just deal with one. Doesn't it say that the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword? So he's always been working in both dimensions at the same time with one purpose in mind, okay? He was not working so that when you get there by uh, by your uh, passing through life, that when you get there, then you'll get to enjoy all the good. No, 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 no. He wants you to enjoy the good now. It's the same way. God, this is when you understand God. He was like this from the very beginning. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So this was his plan from Jump Street. He created everything for the man and then placed the man in perfect provision. Okay? There was nothing missing. Right? Everything that was good, okay? Everything that was good is what God made in the first, six, the first five days, okay? Everything that God made was already declared good. Then he made man, and he said, now this is very good. 
Why is it very good? Well, one of the reasons would be because he's going to be able to enjoy all of the good that was made for him. And everything that was made for him was voice activated. Amen. It was not about what he did with his hands because he didn't understand the working of the hands. Jesus, well, the, the, the word says that after man sinned, then God said, now you're going to have to work by the sweat of your brow, which means there had to be another way for things to get done before sin. Now you shall live by the sweat of your brow. Question for you, Lord, how was I living before? I made you in my image after my likeness, and I am a speaking spirit. In the beginning, God said, and what he said, it was. And you were made in that image after that likeness. So you were that speaking spirit. Say, that's how things got done. Whatever Adam called the name of every creature, that was the name thereof. Why? Because he spoke it. I hope you can track this. Say, he made you with the ability to speak because that's the where the power is. It's not in the feeling, glory to God. It's not in the feeling. Although he was touched with the feelings of our infirmity, that's not where the power was. The power was he gave you the ability to speak. He said it again when he left. He says, I'm telling you what to do now. I'm going to leave you, and I want you to teach men to observe, to do all that I've told you to do. Why? Because when you teach, you talk. One of the ways of teaching that cannot ever be changed is, is, is the ability to speak. You have the ability to call those things that be not as though they were. Maybe we'll get to that scripture today. But I'm just trying to set, this is just simply a foundation here. I, I, I was not even looking at, at 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I, I had a lot of other things already lined up to go, but we need to understand this foundation or we're really going to function in a, a bunch of questions. And then if we're functioning in a bunch of questions, know what he just said here is when I function in questions, then I am not being confident knowing. See how we stop the process of God? Because we are completely questioning instead of confidently knowing. Okay? That we may, we, we, where, verse 9, wherefore, because of this we labor, that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that every man may receive the things done in his body according to what he has done, whether it be good or bad. Knowing that for the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. Please, y'all. <laughs> Please, y'all. <laughs> don't, 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 don't do it this way. Don't live from the hand position. Ooh, God, that is good. No longer live from the hand position. Live from the mouth position, from the speaking position. Glory to God. Wow. 
And here we are still working around trying to align things so that my hands could, could, could cause the, the change. No, your mouth causes the change. Who? Because there's where the power is. Amen. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. He hasn't changed that. Okay? But we come come to the conclusion that if I do it right with my hands, then I can establish what I need. No, 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 no. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And the people that understand it is in the power of the tongue, they that love that shall eat the fruit thereof. But if you don't love that, understand that, then you're going to live by the power of the hands. But life and death is in the power of the tongue. Wow. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. Uh, we are made manifest unto God, and I trust also manifest unto your consciousness. For we can... For we commend not ourselves again to you, but give an occasion to glory on our behalf, that you may have somewhat to answer. <laughs> wow. He said, I'm teaching you this so you can answer people that don't understand. That you can answer people that glory in things of the hands. They glory in appearance. They don't glory in hearts. They glory in performance. They don't glory in sincerity. For whether we be beside ourselves, it's to God. Whether we be sober, it's for your cause. For the love of Christ constrains us, because we thus judge if one died for all, then all did. And he that died for all, that they should live, they should do what? Live, they should live, they should not live, henceforth, unto themselves, but unto him that died for them and rose again. They don't think the way they used to think because they are going to live unto him. They're going to live unto this side of the cross. Come on. They're going to live on that which passed through the cross, that which was before the cross. You reflect on that. You can even study that. But I live unto him that died and was raised from the dead. Okay, okay, just so we get it. Wherefore, because of this, okay, I, I keep he, Paul keeps trying to get us to to think correctly. See, he he takes the time to delineate all of those things so that our illumination of our spirit will take place, and then we can say, oh, I shouldn't do this, I shouldn't do this. Wherefore, henceforth, because of this, from this point forward, no no man after the flesh. Though we've known Christ after the flesh, now yet know him no more. Therefore, this is where I was trying to get to, this is verse 17. All that was foundation so that the therefore in verse 17 could possibly make sense to you. Okay? So I, I recognize that I went through here and I, I dug up a lot of territory to try to get us to the place where the wherefore simply makes sense. Okay? Wherefore. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. And look into, behold, all things are become new. He didn't say some things, did he? He said all things. 
And he said, they are become new. So then if they, since they are become new, I need to look at them differently. Is that correct? That's what the wherefore is there. Okay? I, 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 get, to, I get to enter into the place of rest. That's what we said from the very beginning. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, and you will find rest unto your souls. See? We've been abandoning, arguing, and trying to come up with something that says, okay, I'm good enough now to be positioned to receive. I would I'd say that exactly how I heard it. I, and we don't need to be good enough to be positioned to receive. He's already made us <clears throat> accepted in the below. Why should I try to make myself think I'm in position? He's already made us that way. <clears throat> Excuse me. So he says, all things that are new, he said, those things are what? Of God. Hallelujah. So he's not looking at what you did with your hands. Remember we said that we shouldn't be trying to be make clothes for ourselves. We should be clothed upon. Don't go try to get naked. Just be clothed <clears throat> upon. Because all things are of God, clothed upon, who have reconciled us to himself by Christ, by Jesus Christ, and have given unto us the ministry of reconciliation. To wit, know this, that God was in Christ, reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them. God was in Christ, and he said what he was doing is he was reconciling everybody. And yet and still... People are still going out there trying to find reconciliation to God. Rather than believe that God was in Christ and he did all of the reconciliation that was necessary for the world. Wow. See, that's why we need to think this way, hear this way, understand from this position so we can go and tell people, okay, you can stop exercising futility in doing that. God has already finished that work. It was finished in Christ. You are now reconciled unto himself. That, 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 that's the gospel. That's the good news. See, I, I, we, have, we have gone around and, and told people all of the wrong that they did. Well, we didn't have to do that because there are some things that didn't pass through the cross. What are those things? Your sins, they did not pass through the cross. Because God was in Christ Jesus reconciling. He didn't count their trespasses against them. He didn't hold that against them. That's the mystery of the cross. See? And people keep thinking that, okay, it's going to be my goody two-shoes things I do. that make No, he already took care of that. It, God was in Christ. Let's hear it again. It's just the way it's written. That to wit, know this, verse 19, that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and have committed unto us this word, that reconciliation it's already been taken care of. See? And, and, and the body of Christ was, didn't go and preach this. They would say things like, okay, you need to go and 
Well, and he took took the weight. God took, he does the lion's share of this thing. I understand. Repent of your sins. I understand that. Jesus took that over. Why are you trying to do what he's already done? God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. Don't you get involved in that transaction. What you should do is enjoy that transaction. Okay? And then because we would uh, take them through all of those uh, those hoops, and I understand the why of that. I, I'm not mad because they thought that way, but what did the word say? See? Because we created an opportunity for people to then go back and gin up works that would cause them to think they are reconciled. But God was it took care of it. God was in Christ reconciling. That's exactly what it says. That's exactly what he did. And while he was reconciling, he did not impute their trespasses against them. So then why do we come and teach them that they're just an old, ugly outfit that needs to go through 700 stages of, of sanctification? I get that, what it's already done. God was in Christ reconciling. And just in case you didn't get it, again, for God so loved the world. See, this is the same exact understanding that Jesus had from the very beginning. Then he brought that understanding back after and through his death and says, now I've given y'all the ministry of reconciliation. I didn't give y'all the ministry of condemnation. And we, unfortunately, gave to them the, the ministry of condemnation. I am not licensing sin. I am understanding what was done at Calvary. See? Because then people will come to the place where they say, okay, that's not blocking me anymore. So I can come and I can participate in the plan of God that passed through the cross. God did not send his son to condemn, but through him, they can be saved. They can have eternal life. So I'm putting the things in place that Jesus did. See? And when I put those things in place, God will add to the church daily those that should be saved. And it's committed unto us. Verse 19. The word of reconciliation. Now, then, now, because of this, you are, not will be, an ambassador for Christ. Wow. This is how you show people how to get in. You become an ambassador, a spokesman. Now, because of this, because you understand this, now are you an ambassador for Christ? As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you, in Christ's stead, be reconciled to God. For he has made him, Jesus, to be sin who, for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him, that we would be clothed upon. See? That's why your victory is guaranteed. Follow the steps that Jesus ordained. I know that the steps of men 
have been uh, uh, stated in your hearing, and then you say, well, that makes sense. Okay, God was never trying to make sense. He was always making faith. Amen. For the just live by faith. They don't live by sense. Amen. Okay? But we have not understood that collectively. And so then we put a, a burden upon people, and that burden has caused them not to, to enter into the joy of the Lord. See? They've not entered into the rest. This was the, 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 the statement that he said, we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works that God has preordained that we should walk with them, walk in them. See? This is, this is what he wanted us to do. The word that God said is the word that lasts. It, it does not need to be changed. Because God's not going to change it. Let's um let's look at Psalms eighty nine. Okay? Psalms eighty nine. See, we are his workmanship. Let me ask you a question again. Uh if if as you are God's workmanship, then whatever God is working on is going to be done the right way. Is that correct? If, if, as God is working on it, does he need our help to finish the job? No, he needs our obedience to finish the job because now we're walking in his steps. We're walking as he is, so are we in this world. Not as we want you to think he is, but as he is. He is a God of mercy, the God of all grace, the God of all hope. But we have said things to people um, that, that, that we contrived in our mind that this must be what God meant. Okay, we don't have to really function about what God meant. Let's go back to what God said. If any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creature. Okay, let me just it didn't say he will be a new creature after fifteen different courses of classes. He said he is a new creature. See, we 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 made things a little more difficult. We we have we have unintentionally muddied the waters and cause people not to be able to walk in the place where we they call it the straight and narrow. You know, when I first thought about the straight and narrow about a couple of weeks ago, God showed me this, that I, I, when I was young and I had the understanding of the straight and narrow, I felt confined because, after all, it's straight and narrow. There's not much latitude to do what I want to do, think about doing See, was a, I was constrained. That's the way I saw it. But first of all, as, as I'm as walking the straight and narrow, that would be the same way, the same road that Jesus walked. Is that correct? So if it was big enough for Jesus, it's already big enough for me. There are no constraints there, are they? Because he fulfilled, he fully fulfilled the will of God. Okay, so that means it's not a constraint. It was actually liberty. Watch this. When I understood it, he showed me this picture. And, and he said, okay, take your understanding. Now I'm going, to, I'm going to open up your understanding. 
a straight and narrow path. I look horizontally to see what I can do. I can't go left. I can't go right. And that sounds true. That's a statement. It is straight and narrow. But there were no limitations for it to be vertical, was it? This same straight and narrow path gives me complete and perfect access to the Father. And as I get to the Father, everything that I need now can be experienced because he gives me delight myself in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. I'm walking on the straight and narrow, but there was no uh, uh, barrier between me and God. So then with that in mind, there is no barrier between him and me. So now he can give me the desires of my heart. I hope you saw that. Because when I saw that picture, I said, okay, uh, it wasn't such a bad thing to have to walk the straight and narrow. Because all that did, what really, all that did is stopped me from missing the thing that God was trying to get to me. I will not be uh, uh, distracted by that which is to the right or to the left. I have my expectation. I'm looking unto the hills from which cometh my help. See, I'm looking up. And because I'm looking up, then all of the things that he wanted to give me are easy to be accessed by me because they come down. They come down from above. Every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from above, from the Father of lights, in whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. So then I don't have to worry about the left. I don't have to worry about the right. All I have to do is keep my eyes on Jesus, looking unto Jesus, because he's the author and finisher of my faith. See? That's what we are needing to understand, that my response for the straight and narrow is going to be an expectation of him, not an expectation of what my hands can grab. Because when I have my expectation in him, he says that if I would hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord my God, that all these blessings would come up. Come on, come on, come on, come on. All these blessings would come upon me and overtake me. The blessings that come from God will overtake me, cause me to be powerful, cause me to be influential. Why? Because they are a direct connection to heaven. Glory to God. But we kind of thought that, okay, the straight and narrow means I can't get what I see over here. Question, why am I looking to the right or to the left? Every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from the Father of light. It doesn't come around. It comes down. See, we kind of thought about it the wrong way. We thought about it, and as soon as we thought about it, we locked ourselves out of the flow of God. See? The, 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 the flow, well, good. The flow that, that came down Aaron's beard was a flow that came from heaven to his toes. Do you understand that? It didn't come from, his, from either side. It came down from it ran down his beard, down his robe. For his feet, 
Now, it's easy to walk in the flow of God because it came down from my head to my feet. And now my steps are ordained. That's what he just said. We are his workmanship created unto, in Christ Jesus unto good works that God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Why are we trying to walk left to right when he's given us the ability to receive what comes straight from heaven to to us, and now we can let it go down from our head to the soles of our feet, and I can walk in that. Amen. Okay? I mean, that's the way he, he wants it to, to, to be. He wants that to be established, that that's, we, we don't walk to the left or to the right. Proverbs chapter uh, 4 tells us that, okay, that, that we're not supposed to walk to the right or to the left. We're supposed to walk right in front of us. See, that's where life is. All right, just turn over there so you can see it. Wow, Lord Jesus. I'm coming back to Psalms uh, 89. I believe I can. <laughs> but, but I just want you to see this. This stuff has already been there. It's already uh, set up for us. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20 and following. Wow, wow. Verse 20 says, my son, attend, attend to my words. Incline thine ears to my saints. Again, he's telling us to look north. He's telling us to look uh, uh, straight up. See, we ain't got to be trying to get uh, things from, from side to side. There, there are people that, that, that are close to us that are walking contrary to the word of God. And then they're going to try to give us information. He said, my son... Attend to my words. Incline thine ear to my saying. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. Keep thine heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a forward mouth and a perverse lip put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on. Let thine eyelids look straight before thee. So we're talking about that straight and narrow here. See, he's, again, reiterating what his plan is for you. See, keeping your eyes on Jesus, looking unto Jesus, who's the author and finisher of my faith. Then he says, ponder the path of your feet. Let all of thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. He says, I, I, I want you on the straight and narrow because the blessings that I want to give, all of the good gifts, all of the perfect gifts are coming from up, down from above. They're not going to be found on the left side or the right side. Yeah, I, I hope that you're getting this. I hope that you're, you, you, uh, you're understanding the, the, the things that he's already set in motion for you. See? He's set in motion for you to walk in a path that is completely one of those paths that's vertical, not horizontal. See? So let your eyes, keep your eyes straight before you. Let your eyelids be focused in front of you. Don't be turning to the right or to the left to try to get information that, that, that you see from Okay, that you see from, from, from people. I need you to get your information from me, straight from me. Okay, because distractions cause a lot of things. 
One thing a distraction will, will cause, it is a distraction will mess up your progress or your steps. Because you're supposed to be walking in the preordained steps. But now since I, I'm distracted, I'm looking to the right or to the left. And I can't walk. Hmm, I can't walk. Darn good. I cannot walk where I have not looked. Boy, that's powerful. I cannot walk where I have not looked. So if I'm distracted and looking to the right or to the left, then as a, a, a historical fact, you can prove it, that you will start walking where you're looking. Amen. See, if, if I decide that I want this or that rather than to be obedient to God, then where I'm looking is where I'm walking. Amen. I'm preparing my own way. Because I'm distracted. I've stopped moving in the path that God has ordained for me. I've stopped, and now I try to work things out with my hands. I, but I have a house that's not made with hands. But here I go, try to work with my hands. See? So then I, I start trying to uh, collaborate things so that I can cause those things to, 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 to be approved by me. Because whatever I'm looking at, that's where I'm walking. Whatever I'm paying attention to, that's what I'm leaning toward. Acknowledge the Lord in all your ways. Lean not to your own understanding. Trust him. Just trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Keep the straight and narrow working. <laughs> know that anything good in my life has got to come from God, and all the good gifts, all the perfect gifts come down from above. See? I mean, this is the way that, that life becomes enjoyable for you. See, if I continue to look uh, to the left or to the right, what's going to happen is I'm no longer pondering the path of my feet. Come on, see? The only way I can really ponder the path of my feet is to uh, 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 find out what the directions from heaven were. But if I stop looking at the direction, listening to the direction of heaven, and I start looking to the right or the left, then I can't ponder the paths of my feet. I've lost my connection with God. I have more connection with people than I do with God. Don't look to the right. Don't look to the left. See? Uh, your information for your steps comes from God. And then say, okay, God, this is what you want me to do. This is how you want me to walk. So then I'm pondering the path of my feet. Am I doing that? Probably not, God. So then I'm going to stop doing that. I'm going to, uh, watch it, says, it says it right here. He says, I'm going to remove my feet from the evil. I, I'm not going to stand there. Glory to God. Psalms chapter 1. The blessed man is not the man that walks in the, 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 the way of the wicked. See, he doesn't stand in the seat. He doesn't stand in the way of the wicked. He doesn't walk after the ungodly. He doesn't sit in the seat of the scornful. That's a distraction. See, go down to Psalms chapter 1 so you can see it. I, I, just, I just want you to, it, it, it makes real good sense here. See, it makes real good faith there. But I said before, God's not trying to make sense. He's making faith. Because this is the victory that overcomes the world, not even our thoughts, even our faith. So, therefore, I don't have to try to go make sense out of it. Why don't I just make faith out of it? 
Because without faith, I cannot please God. Can't happen. Psalms 1. And again, I'll get back to my outline. This is just a a foundation, a, a structure that you can have so that you can then be able to strengthen your heart to do what God says. See? You you train your heart. You train your heart. You don't let your heart, you don't let your heart function without being trained. We just saw that in Proverbs chapter 4. He said, my son, pay attention to my words. Listen to my saying. That's training your heart. Why? Because you are guarding your heart diligently because out of the heart flows the issues of life. Wow, wow, wow. I can see another thing why God wants to straighten narrow, because then the flow that he has moves you forward even. Amen. If it's straight and narrow, then everything he's pouring down for your life, it will cause the the path that's in front of you to be filled with the goodness of the Lord, and that will cause you to flow down to the place of being able to obtain it. But if I've got... If it's spread out over the place, I lose the the inertia of the flow of God. It becomes dissipated. So now it takes me forever to get there because if I'd have kept the straight and narrow, I would have been ushered into the the, the place where the presence of God is moving me. You see that? Because it's straight and narrow. Then he floods that all these blessings are going to come up on me and overtake me. They're going to make me, cause me to move, aren't they? Glory to God. Psalms 1, blessed is the man that does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. The man that does not stand in the way of the sinners. This is the blessed man. The man that does not sit in the seat of the scornful. Why? But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day and night. And because he's doing that, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth his fruit in his season. His leaves shall, that shall also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Did you see the process here? The man that's blessed, the man that is, is planted by the rivers of living water, he will bring forth fruit in his season. His leaf will not prosper. And now whatever he does prospers. Okay, but if I try to keep my leaf looking good, and I don't have the the connection from above, my leaf, if I'm not maintaining the place of walking in the straight and the narrow, the blessed man does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. He's not listening at the distraction, the diversion. He's not paying attention to that. He's meditating in the law of the Lord. What did God say about this? I, I, I don't go to God asking him, what should I do anymore? I, I go to God saying, your word says, my steps are ordered of the Lord. So then this is what I'm supposed to do. Ain't no doubt about it. I don't know how to do it. I don't even know if I want to do it. But this is what you told me to do. So I'm going to do what Jesus did. Jesus set his face like a flint to go to Jerusalem, knowing all the time that he was going to be crucified in Jerusalem. 
He set his face like a flint, hard to go to Jerusalem. Why? This is what you said, Lord. So I, 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 I've trained myself. I only do what I see the Father do. I only do what the Father says. I only say what he says. See? I, I've already trained my heart that way. So when the times get rough, I, I, I'm, I, I'm walking ordained steps. I don't have to worry about the, 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 the chatter from the side. See, I, I am pondering the path of my feet. So this is what you said, Lord. And and your word is a good word. Your word is a settled word. So I don't have to worry about the outcome. Your word is not an iffy word. And so that I'm going to let my heart be trained in knowing that what you said is what you want to have happen. Okay. So I, I, I want to be the, the one that's the blessed man. That, 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 that's like a tree that's planted. That, that's like a tree that is planted by the place where the supply comes from God and not from me. I'm like a man that is planted by the rivers of water. I'm planted in the flow of God. Amen. See? And then because I'm planted in the flow of God, whatsoever... My, my, look, at this, look what happens to my, my, my fruit. It says that because I'm planted by the rivers of water, and it says this tree brings forth fruit in his season. Glory to God. So as I'm bringing forth fruit in my season, what happens to my need? It would have to be supplied in that season, would it not? Yeah. Say. But we're trying to go out and change our seasons instead of enjoy our season. I'm the blessed man. I'm the man that's planted by the rivers. God is bringing a convergence. He said rivers. He's bringing a convergence in front of me. I'm planted by the rivers of living water. And because I'm planted by the rivers, then one river that's meeting another river that's in front of another river, it says that causes the stirring to take place. And all of a sudden, I see my blessing. Why? Because I'm planted in the river, in the place of rivers. See? I ain't got to gin it up. I ain't got to work it up. God's already doing that for me. He's planted me where rivers converge. So then if I need the, the river of finances, I've been planted by that. The, the rivers of healing, I've been planted by that river. There is a stream. The rivers thereof make glad the people of God. The same thing he did in the Garden of Eden. He made four rivers out of one river. Y'all remember that? There were four rivers. One was a river of prosperity, okay? a, a river of provision. I mean, they, we are planted there. God already knew what he wanted for you. But here we are. We, didn't, we, we, we traveled to the left and to the right, and he told us, don't do that. Stay in your place. Stay in the straight and the narrow. God commanded stuff to be there for you. Rivers. Overflow. This is the year 2023, and I found out that that means it's the, the year of overflow and abundance. 
Amen. So he wants that for us. But here we are uh, 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 functioning outside of the place of our calling. We've purposed to function at the place of collection. Other people are here. No, no, but was I called to that place? But I like that place. Okay, I appreciate that. But was I called to that place? Because when I'm in the place where I'm planted, then he'll cause rivers to be in front of me. A convergence of overflow. Where the blessings overtake me. The blessings come up on me. The, the rivers causes the, uh, the, everything inside that path, the straight and narrow, it causes it to rise. And the thing, when it rises, mm, when, my, when I'm in the straight and narrow and God's causing the, uh, everything in front of me to make me rise, then I don't look at my problems anymore. Glory to God. Because all of my problems are now underneath me. That's why he made me to sit together in heavenly places, far above all principalities, power, dominion, might, and every name that is named. Why? Because I'm in the place. I'm in the channel of the ordained steps. And in the rivers that he calls to be in my life, they make me rise. I didn't try to get to the top. Come on, see? I didn't have to try to get to the top, work my way to the top. He calls me to rise. He causes me to be elevated. He made me to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. See? Above my enemies, above my problems. But I haven't trained my heart to think this way. I keep thinking that because I see a problem, I got to fight. Did he not say that the battle is not yours? You shall not need to fight in this battle. For the battle is the Lord's. See? We need to understand that he wants us to rejoice. He wants us to rejoice, not rework. Amen. See, but most of the time we have spent, uh, uh, because of our understanding being darkened, we spent our time in trying to rework a plan of God. His plan is perfect. The plan of the Lord is perfect. Perfect. See. But we keep thinking that some kind of way I'm going to assist God because God evidently doesn't know where I am. No, he knows exactly where you are. He also knows where you were called to be. Amen. The flow of those rivers is happening all the time. Are you enjoying the flow? That might be you're not the man that's the blessed man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. That does not stand in the way of sinners. That does not sit in the seat of the scorner. <clears throat> See? So it could be that you moved yourself <clears throat> out of position, away from the flow of God. Because the blessed man is a man that is planted by multiple rivers. That's going to cause a convergence and an elevation for the person that's planted there. That the nutrition that this man gets, that whatever he does, it, it, it prospers. Because he was strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. He's the one that enjoys times of refreshing from the presence of the Lord. 
Because if the Lord is present, then the joy of the Lord is my strength. If the Lord is present, then I'm going to be able to let that joy be made full in that place where he is. See? Because I purpose that I'm going to walk by faith. I'm not going to walk by sight. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. His presence causes a difference in my life. His presence presents presence. Just because he's there. When he comes in the room, when, when, when the most important person, the most influential person that you know comes into the room, everybody pays attention to him. Well, God is the most influential person. He's the most important person. To be absent from the body is to be present in the place where God is. See? That makes the difference in your life. That causes you to be able to enjoy the rest. That's what he said from the beginning. Come unto me if you're labor and if you're heavy laden. I'll give you something. I'm not going to make you work for it. I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. You're going to be clothed upon. Learn of the clothes that have now been placed on you. Learn how to flow and walk and operate in that righteousness. Learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Your choice. Which way will you choose? God's way? Where rest is made sure? Where the flow happens to, to, to elevate you? And bring to you the desire that he will show you in your heart? Or will you do it your way? Try to frustrate the grace of God rather than grow in that grace. You try to grow in your power and your might and your strength. Try to do it your way when the way has already been provided. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth. The life. On the straight and narrow, men can get to God. But doing it by looking to the right or to the left, no man can get to the Father but by me. Stop fighting with God. Stop fighting God. Submit your heart to him so that you will be able to be equipped to win in every situation. Your way or God's way. God's waiting on you today. Father, we thank you for your word that you sent, for your spirit that breathed upon that word and made it come alive so that we can hear it, so that we can do it, so that we can please you. Thank you, Father, for not giving up on us when we thought that you had given up uh, on the way that we should do a thing our way. We thought that you were trying to, 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 to test us when you were simply trying to elevate us. Thank you for your loving kindness, your tender mercies that do not fail, that are new every morning. Cause us to pay attention to your patterns, to what you're doing, to what you're saying, so that we can enjoy victory day by day. We commit that to you as done, Father, in the master's name. 
of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who is Lord and Savior, and the Redeemer of the Lord said together. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Well, praise the Lord. Again, I, I give you the opportunity, if you have any questions or comments uh, about the ministry tonight, <laughs> feel free to um, ask those questions or make those comments. There you go, 404. 490 7875. Go ahead, you have the mic. Yeah, um, this is a good message tonight. And the straight and narrow, I'm beginning to understand it more and more. I was like you, you know, I felt that straight and narrow is my seeing. I can't go nowhere. But I understand now. If I keep my eyes straight, Lord come Lord will put my blessings down from above and I'll be greatly blessed. So I got that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> amen, amen. That's what we're here for, to, to, to encourage you. You know, that's the good part about that is you can understand that um, your thoughts that you had prior to are, are common thoughts. That, that everybody thought that, that, that God is, 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 is overbearing. No, God is, if he is overbearing, it's overbearing with love. He's overbearing with gifts. <laughs> See, that's the only thing he's overbearing with. Okay. But we yeah. think yeah. that, okay. some, yeah, we, that's what we thought. God's trying to stop me from, I can't have no fun. Well, you wasn't having fun. There's no fun in death. <laughs> and that's all Amen we were doing, participating in death with a smile on yep. our face. That's all. That's all we were doing. And he wants us to enjoy good at his hand. So, amen. Glad that you uh, you received that. Just walk in that. Because that's a victory uh, that's promised to you so that you can enjoy life. Amen. Amen. Uh, area code 404-536-7829. Any questions or comments about the ministry tonight, you have the mic, Eric 404-536-7829. Any questions or comments about the ministry? Yes. Um, when you said he um, said his face like Flint, it was like it was just stuck there. He wasn't looking to the left or to the right. But he said his face to accomplish that which God had uh, sent him to do. And I, I like that. I, I like to set my face like Flint. Yeah, yeah, to be hard against everything that's coming your way and say, no, 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 this yeah. is what God said. And I know that what he said is going to last. It's going to it's going to work Amen. for you. See, exactly. that, that's yeah. when all things work together for your good because you're in the place. You're you're walking yes. uh, those preordained steps. So, amen. Glad that that, that, that can help you. Um, uh, again, that's, and we glean these things from what Jesus did. He had to set, mm-hmm. he had to set his face. It wasn't he accidentally yes. ended up there. He had to set his face like Flint so that he can go yes. to Jerusalem to the thing he didn't want to do. Okay? Yeah. So yeah, amen. Yes. That's a that's a good word there. That's good that's a amen. good place for victory to take place. Thank you for uh participating in the call by just making your comments or or or, or, or making asking questions, you know. That's what we're here for. We're here to allow God's grace to be seen and experienced by you. So if this message has been a blessing to you, then we'll ask you to go to the website, find the donate tab, and allow God to tell you uh, the seed that you should sow here at LiveDeliverance.com. Because we're only on the air uh, through the free will offerings uh, of, of those that hear the word. Those that are, are cyber members, we thank you for your faithfulness there. Um, but then there's still the opportunity for you to give an offering because this was brought to you um, through revelation of God, breathing on his word, causing it to come alive. So now that it is alive, it is alive in your presence. You need to then thank him for the life that he brought you by sowing the seed here at the live, the deliverance.com. 
Again, please tell your friends um, uh, that they can go to um, uh, LiveDeliver.com or they can go to Blog Talk Radio on Monday night at 9 o'clock and they can participate in the broadcast here on Monday evening because we want you to be uh, equipped to win so that we can affect the change that's necessary in the earth by the Spirit of the living God. So may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his confidence upon you and give you his peace. Until the next Monday when we see you again, be blessed.